I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I just sit there and I just talk to him and I tell him my stories and he makes a book out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I said, oh, that's perfect for you. Yeah, that's cool. Testies. He goes, yeah. He goes, why am I going to sit there and, and... Testies. One, two, three. I can't hear Amber. Perfect. Hi, friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Christmas poo. <laughs> I knew that sounded familiar. Oh, oh my it God. It smells a lot like Christmas over here. <laughs> this is great. This is where we're going. Yeah, the, the, that that's that's where we're going. That that's where we're, we're always going. <laughs> I mean, we should call Bouncer and ask him where the story is in this book. I'm gonna have to ask. So um, that book is actually really one of my, the last time I had Bouncer on the show. It's, I've had Bouncer on the show probably about a dozen times. Um, the last time I had him on the show, we took that book and we started like do, we did little, like one of those fireside chats where like we'll sit there and read expert like excerpts from the book and. He'll sit there and explain the whole story. That's cool. It was actually a pretty cool episode. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So, cool. So everyone, everyone, this is this is what what are you ruin on my table? What I don't know. Is a, looks like this is what I call a party podcast, right? <laughs> oh God, I could see Carlene's in rare form tonight. Not rare form. She's in full form tonight. You ready? I'm always ready, baby. Yeah. Always. All right, cool. So we're hanging out. I'm liking it in this corner. <laughs> hey, wait, nobody puts baby in a corner, okay? So. <laughs> all right. So, all right, well, listen, we're rolling. We're, we're making Ryan feel uncomfortable. We're, yeah, we're, not at all. We're, we're you're not good? even close to that yet. All right, good, no. good, cool. All right, all right, cool. <laughs> okay, listen. This is the Connected by Water podcast. Like we're, we're going to get to that today. So I want to introduce today's guests, right? And I actually wrote down like a little, and I never do this. Right, I wrote down like a little introductory kind of thing to make sure everybody got their due tonight because in this room are Uh-oh. a bunch of bunch of important people, right? a bunch of really <laughs> cool people, right? and I and I want to make sure that everybody gets introduced correctly. So behind the bar, right tonight we have special guest, professional angler, and Pelagic Regional Sales and Marketing team member, and all around social media mega influencer, Amber Marchand. Thank you, Amber, Hello, everyone. for being here. Right, and across from me is Jack of all trades over at Pelagic. Right, it's probably the best way to explain you, 
somewhat right philanthropist conservationist an all-around great guy one of my favorite people in the entire world mr anthony aka tony de julian wow He's a pretty good fisherman, too. Let me, I'll write you a check yeah, later. Yeah, I, should probably, I probably should have mentioned something <laughs> that's about right. fishing. That's, that's, my, that's my too, past. That's my right? past. I should, probably should have mentioned that. So, And to the right of me is fellow Lighthouse Point Saltwater Association Club member that so happens to be the president of said club and head honcho over at Big Dog Tackle, Senior Trey West. Thank you, sir. Right. Also in the room is my good friend, another jack of all trades, but also the man behind the magic over at Boathouse Marina in beautiful sunny Pompano Beach, Florida. Mr. Brian Smith over there yeah, on the Catholic Brian. House. Thank you very much, my friend. And um, also, and certainly, last but not least, the man you all came to see, 2014 Indianapolis 500 champion. 2012 Indy Car Series champion, in addition to many other amazing racing How world accomplishments. Sexy does that sound? Ladies and gentlemen, fellow Cardinal Gibbons alumni, Ryan Hunter Ray. Thank you. Yeah. That's what matters. Yeah. That's what matters. Yeah. That's what matters. Yeah. Right? And uh, behind the bar is the amazing Carlene, and I am your host, Dennis Friel. And we are coming to you from the Connected by Water studio in beautiful and salty Pompano Beach, Florida. Welcome to the Connected by Water podcast, fueled by our very good friends at Papa's PLR Rum, who remind you never to be a spectator. We are a Waypoint-hosted podcast. You can find us there. Also, watch, listen, and do not forget to subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Hit that like button, and please, we would love to hear from you in the comments or by email at sales at connectedbywater.com. But before we begin, we need to announce this week's Starbright Solutions do-gooder, Pompano Beach's very own Jimmy and Mindy Bennett have, award, have nice. won this award tonight. And very as nice. many of you know that they are the parents of Connected by Water's very own Lorelai Bennett, and they need to be recognized not only for their stewardship and helping keep our family. local Pompano water clean, but also for raising two amazing kids in Lorelai and Jonah who are shining examples of what smart and responsible conservationists should strive to be. So congrats to Jimmy and Mindy for being this week's Starbright do-gooders. Very, very nice. Very nice. Uh, all right. Way to go. So we got them I'm off the board. Lie. And I want to, you know, listen, before we kind of get into it, we're going to talk a lot. <laughs> Obviously, today's episode is all about your foundation and the tournament and the, the battle for cancer and the, the thing that we do. But real quick, you know, listen, like I told you before when we were all hanging out, I, I'm really so happy to finally meet you, Ryan, and, and get you in here in the studio. It's I appreciate really, it. really Same a here. great moment for us, and I, I appreciate you. you being here. I do have one question. So since we both went to Gibbons, right, we both went to the sunny school by the beachside kind of thing, right? Yeah. How did, what got you started into racing? Like, how did that come to be? You know, it just it started organically. It just started my dad and I, you know, being really big motorsports fans and kind of just wanting to do something. I, I Actually, he... He, he bought me a little yard cart for the neighborhood, and I, I, and this is in West Boca, and I pissed so many people off in the neighborhood that they actually sent out a, you know, a bulletin that basically outlawed any use of motorized vehicles for for young kids in the neighborhood. Okay. So in Boca, yeah, still Shocking. looking, yeah, right, still <laughs> looking for that outlet. Um, I, I, we wanted to do something together, so we just kind of went and started casually doing this cart racing thing over in naples and it was just me and him in the back of a pickup truck and that's where it started you nice. know just out of kind of 
pure love of, of racing. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So you just had a passion for it, and then you had the supportive yep. parents that kind of kept and pushing you along. Something we could do together on the weekends, you know, and it became a passion, started doing well with it. The, the snowball started rolling down okay. the hill, accumulating, and next thing we know, we're doing it nationally, all over the driving all over the country. And So is there, like, junior leagues for yeah. this stuff? Oh, I big mean, time. Like, how, does that, how does that work? I, mean, I, don't, I don't know anything yeah, about the, the, like, the minor leagues of all this stuff. I mean, yeah. how do you get to the level – Oh, I mean, you're an Indianapolis 500 champion. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, it like, started like so unbelievable. I mean, you're uh, in the room. I'm in the room. We're, at the table is an Indianapolis 500 champion. This is phenomenal. This I appreciate it. Yeah, no, seriously, it's, it I'm is. stoked Thank on you. that. I feel fortunate to be able to have have you know done what I'd love to do for a living for right. so long. Uh, but yeah, it all started just through that, just through you know doing something with family, something you love, and and we were hungry for it. I was hungry for it. You know, just. It, it kind of progressed to where now, you know, I, I started when I was 12. Mm-hmm. Now, if you start when you're eight, it's like too late. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's crazy. Really? Um, and it used to be more of a mom-pop sport back then, go-karting, karting, kart okay. racing. Now it's 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 just like everything else these days, right? Everything's kind of over-focused, commercialized, saturated, everything. But um, it's a really tough sport to make it in because you could be the best on the racetrack mm-hmm. and without Everything coming together off the racetrack, unless you come from a lot of money, which I did not. Everything has to come together off the racetrack too. Sponsors, all that stuff. So it's a nightmare of a freaking career to, to wow. pursue. It, it, it's been so many roller coasters, but once you finally hit that, you know, you, you get that one chance with the right team. And yeah. You make when the was when it, was that for you? When was that hook? Uh, There's so many uh, big big opportunities that that really made my racing career um, possible. Mm-hmm. But the biggest one was probably. In 2010, when I had a three-race contract with Andretti, mm-hmm. I had three races, and um, we won our second one together, and then that sealed. I was there for the next 13 years, and that was that was the dude. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. You took advantage of your moment. Yeah, that's I great. Mean, but there's just so many, it, 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 so many odds in it. I mean, from in 2000, that was in 2010, 2000, the middle of 2007. You know, I was completely broke, nothing. So it it was it was a interesting path for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather have my kids go golf or, or do something like that no <laughs> doubt yeah. well i mean they hear the lives paying yeah good these days i mean yeah right. that's what we were, we were talking about right <laughs> yeah so um listen just say no just say no there's there's a lot of people in this room that do a lot of good in this community and as, as you guys are well aware you know that is what connected by water is all about really that that is first and foremost like our priority um, obviously we are, you know, connected by water proper as an art studio, but connected by water as a show connected by water as, as an idea, um, is all about community and giving back and, and focusing and putting a spotlight on those in our community that are doing that through, you know, on water events, you know, conservation of events, fishing tournaments, you know, things that have to do and. I've always said that no one pulls together during time of crisis. I think we talked about this, Tony, last time you were on the show. No one pulls together in times of crisis like our fishing community does. Um, we see it time and time and time again, um, basically, that our community is always front row on the battle lines when something needs to get done. Perfect examples is, is how we all pull together for the hurricane relief funds. Yeah, I, mean, for that, sure. I think that's, yeah. that's probably the best example where everyone witnessed it. But there's so many things that go on behind the scenes that people don't see maybe necessarily like they see that because that's that got a lot of notoriety and a lot of play. This particular um, thing that we're talking about today is 
pretty cool. You guys started a new tournament, right? And it's the Battle for Cancer, right? And Big Dog Tackle is, is the big sponsor of that one. Take me through how that all works and how that all kind of came to be. So I've been uh, running the Kingfish Battle for a few years now. Okay. And uh, what happened is Boathouse has always supported us, and, and Pelagic's been there too along the way, and we all have that common theme of we want to do good for the community and also have fun at the same time. So we put these tournaments together, and we raise money for charity. So 110% of the money goes towards a good cause. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brian came to me and said that he had some folks that wanted to do a tournament, and he thought of me because I've run some tournaments. And so he thought, well, let's get with Trey and mm-hmm. let's pull our group together and see if we can do that. And actually, coincidentally, uh, the whole time, it's been a few years that I've been doing the tournaments and it's hard to run the tournament, get sponsors involved, uh, market it and do the whole gamut. And it was like the, the perfect coming together of the whole team uh, to where they could help with the, the marketing and the sponsorships, and then I could help with the tournament and get the boats involved because there's a lot of factors involved to make a successful tournament, and it's it's not easy. I don't know how these guys do it that do it for a living because right. I don't see how you could actually make money if you're trying to put that much time in it's, the It's hours. a tough thing. You know, it's a tough thing. I was actually having a conversation um, with s- some people that we mutually know that, that are very good at putting along tournaments, and, you know, they kind of, when I mentioned to them, like, oh, yeah, a friend of mine wants to put on a tournament, they rolled their eyes and threw their head back. They said, well, don't call us, you know, because it's, you know, it's a very, very tough thing. I mean, we were talking before uh, about how you guys all had four months till the tournament and you thought you had all this time and it, it kind of, that gap closed very quickly. Yep. So much goes into, you know, the efforts, the events, you know, the raising the money, just like you're saying, the marketing. It is true. It, it's not an easy thing to do. And at the end of it, trying to margin up for your cause, I mean, that, that's that got to be priority number one, right? Yeah. 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 So uh, so it's funny because along the whole way, you know, the, like we have Sarah involved, we have Brian, Tony, Ryan, and then other people that are also involved volunteering. And it's, uh, I was I, like from the get-go, you know, Holland Pump came with a nice sponsorship, Advanced Roofing. Um, we, we had some uh, – Phil Smith. I mean, all these all these corporations came with, like, money for the tournament. And right off the bat, I was like, we're already in great shape, guys. And right. they're like, well, we got the captain's meeting and we got the, we got the weigh-in and we got this. I said – and I had to constantly remind them, like, well, I already – I've been doing this a long time. I already have people that are coming for that. So right. anybody in addition is just a bonus. And the sponsorship and the marketing side of it and all that was was the extra that where they really came to the table and helped out with that. So, you know, I was like from the beginning, I was comfortable with the whole scenario because right off the bat we already had, you know, and I know yeah. all these guys have friends and big places that you know and they're they're happy to support anything these guys do so you know i'm excited i mean i think this year we raised over forty thousand for that that's outstanding specific yeah. tournament and forty thousand dollars to race crazy. for cancer for a one basically it was a one-day tournament and, mm-hmm. and and i was blown away by that so appreciative Incredible. and i think the the common denominator there is everybody wants to you know do something to fight cancer but it really had to do with the right people getting together right right and and 
everybody wanting to pull in that same direction. And I was, I was definitely blown away by the amount of work involved in it. Um, even though I, like you said, you know, I was, I was finishing the, the racing season. Um, there was a, there was a lot going on and, and, you know, with Sarah Kalari coming in with Brian, Brian's, you know, he makes things happen, makes a move. And yes, he and does. Then, when then with Trey, you know, Trey quarterback and, uh, you know, the tournament side of it, you know, nobody realizes they think you go to a captain's meeting, you go out there, people need to keep track of the amount of catches and you come with your fish and then you get, you know, whatever, a ceremony at the end, a prize, whatever. It is so much more than that. And mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy the amount of work that goes into it. So I, I have a, an appreciation for that. I had an idea, but yeah, to see it all firsthand and the, and the, and the working, the working parts behind the scenes right. was, yeah was was an eye opener so like yeah. brian said four months for sure and tony months wasn't enough you're no stranger to putting on tournaments right so give me some perspective on that one well that's the other cool thing about it is that trey and nicole at big dog since the time they've opened their shop they've basically it's kind of like their mission statement so to speak is that they're trying to do stuff for this community all the time through everything sure. that they do which has been really impressive to me right from when i first met them so in this case, yeah, I do a lot of stuff on my own and with other things. But like for whenever we're working with Trey and Nicole at Big Dog, they've done this so many times and they've got the charity angle all figured out. So like basically it makes it easy for for me because I'm basically just jumping on his coattails and tell me what to do, what you need, and we'll just go ahead and do it. So the biggest thing is having like a, a, a team of it's already organized and kind of knows what their vision is and where they want to get to what they want to do and mm-hmm. all the different pieces and parts and so that's already pretty much in place because big dog does that over and over throughout the year and uh so for us at pelagic it's just basically we're helping where we can help out and then of course amber and i and right. all of us because we're all in the same kind of group doing lots of different things together we all just kind of we're a team so like if somebody needs to go pick something up or if somebody needs to do something that we just kind of, Hey, can you do this? Can you do that? We just mm-hmm. go get it done. And then the other thing, Trey, I want to mention real quick too, is that in this particular one, we also have a really cool local taxidermist, um, King sailfish release mounts and they donate, you know, like a really nice swordfish mount for, for a swordfish tournament or a kingfish mount for a kingfish tournament. We use those, we raffle those off and raise money, uh, that, that way as well. So, that's great. I mean, Pelagic always does such a great job in community support like that. I mean, you and I talk about it all the time about, you know, about just the philanthropy and, you know, conservation and all the great things that the brand does to be involved in the community. And that's one of the reasons that we, why we love you so much. And, you know, I wanted to ask Amber, like, give me some perspective for, in your mind, right? being a pledge team member like what that feels like to work with a brand that does so much that gives back to the community so amber i gotta tell you amber has been an invaluable part of this thing because this kind of all this charity stuff and volunteering is kind of new to her okay and so recently I've kind of taken Amber under my wing kind of as like a mentor mm-hmm. and she's been very open to that and she's getting involved and now she's basically, I think she's found her calling. Nice. Uh, some of the things, the way she interacts with kids who have. Yeah. We were just talking yeah. before the show about, the, about that little girl that you were supporting and you went to visit her today. So Amber, Absolutely. it's, it's been a magical couple weeks and a couple months. That's awesome. Getting into this. 
Yeah, and I was I was really like you were talking on my heartstrings like before this we started the show. Tell me all about like all the cool things that you were doing with her and how you started almost kind of becoming a little attached with her and you know what I mean? it, it's it was kind of cool to hear your story. Absolutely, and starting off with the tournament and doing stuff for racing for cancer, all of this it's it's becoming addicting. Yeah, like you th- those feelings you get, you, you you just want more and more of it. Yeah, you know one of the things that we always say on the show when we talk about topics like this is that, I mean, you could sit there and you could win the lottery tomorrow, right? And that would be a great feeling. I'm sure everybody would be happy. You get all this money. It might change your life in a little bit, right? But honestly, I think that's a little fleeting, right? Eventually, I think that thrill would go away. But really what matters is like the core of your family, right? But when you do good and when that doesn't ever go away. Like you have that forever. It's almost kind of like it's seeing that other person smile. Yeah. And that in itself, I think becomes a, a better adrenaline rush than, than actually what you get, you know, for yourself rather than what you give to others. I think giving from that re- respect is like better than receiving. I Absolutely. really am a firm it lasts believer a lot that. longer. The, yeah. Those good feelings last a lot longer. No one can ever take that away from Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and the other thing about it too is when you are involved in that kind of a, like a life of philanthropy and service, you end up meeting all these incredible people. So like, I, I would not have met Ryan if it wasn't for racing for cancer. I would not have met Trey if it wasn't for Pelagic and Big Dog and myself doing things specifically for the community. Same with Brian. I, mm-hmm. All these people who are the most quality people in my life, I've met every single one of them through something that we're doing for other people, giving. Yeah. And so then what happens is the gift that you get back is you get this connection with all these people. So it's that lasts forever. And right. like it like makes you feel like you want to stay in the community and be part of the community. And um, it, other times of the year when you need things or things happen, you have this group of people that you can rely on and you can call them up and say, hey, we got this situation with a family or whatever. And they come right to your to your rescue because you, they know that you're going to have their back when they need something. And it just becomes this beautiful relationship with really quality human beings and you basically are not hanging around with riffraff or people who right, exactly. are just existing or who are all about, you know, give me more, 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 more material things and stuff. And it's just your, your quality of life as a person will become much more fulfilling if you're involved in these types of things because of the people that you're going to end up meeting and creating relationships with. Right. Yeah, that's a great I think, point. That's, yeah, I think you I just define what Connected right by Water is all about together. right there in yep. a nutshell. Yep. For sure. So racing for cancer. Yes. Right? Take yep. me through that. Like, how did that begin? How did that start? What What are the dreams and goals and aspirations of that organization? Yeah, so in a nutshell, uh, I'll, I'll make it quick here, um, as quick as I can, but it was, you know, my, my mom was diagnosed with uh, colon cancer stage four back in... Um, back in 08 and I oh, was wow. with her, you know, she's like my best friend. So I was with her through the process of after the diagnosis to trying to track, you know, you're basically just go to Google and you start like, where do we even start? That's, that right. was the big problem for me from the beginning and for her obviously, but was there was no, there was no path. There was no set roadmap, right? You had to go to this doctor in, in Palm beach and this one in Miami and then this one over here in Fort Lauderdale. And, and you're trying to get second opinions, third opinions, and you're, and you're trying to understand what how you can best save, basically save somebody's life, mm-hmm. right, by going to the right doctors and the right teams. 
um, and it was a, it was an absolute disaster. Um, really? Yeah. She she passed away in '09. Um, they they told her she had six weeks to live or something like that, and uh, she, you know she was she was with us for maybe eight months. Um, oh and, man, I'm sorry, I didn't know that. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean. It, Everybody in this room, one way or another, knows somebody or some, right. you know, or family member that's been impacted by cancer that way. And right when that happened, right, actually, right after she passed away, I was like, I, I have to do something with with being in motorsports and and with our audience and 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 the network, like you said, the network of good people that you end up reaching, right? The network of good people that we have in motorsports, we got to do something about this. I have to do something about it. So uh, Tom Bossman, good friend of mine, came in was my. Uh, agreed to be a partner with me in racing for cancer. We started it in 20, um, 2010 and, you know, over the years, uh, it, it's been, it's been pretty phenomenal. We've, um, you know, we've raised over $5 million, uh, using motorsports racing, IndyCar nice. racing as a platform. We've done so many different events I can go into, but it's, it's really not important. It's just the amount of people that have come together to help with that. And the biggest contribution that we made, uh, right in the outset was the Cleveland Clinic Cancer Center in, in Fort Lauderdale. I wanted to keep it here in Southeast Florida, but that's a one-stop shop. That's you go in there, you're diagnosed, whatever it is, and there's every specialist, every doctor, every surgery you could possibly have. Everything is in one spot. The, the thing that really drove my mom, I think, into the ground at the time was running all over South Florida for every different, you know, chemos over here on West yeah, Broward and like doctors struggle. over here in the East, you know, and you're running around waiting in, in, in waiting room. It was an absolute, I was furious at the time and that's what really kind of ignited that spark and and to be able now it's you know the cleveland clinic cancer center in weston the lobbies you know the lydia hunter ray lobby and it's it's and i've heard stories of people going in there and getting everything done in one spot and that that was the goal we've only gone further from there you know nsu uh, cancer research center we now have um scholarships for um, oncology nurses, things like that. It's just far reaching, you know, and, and we've done pediatric stuff. I could, I could talk about it for three hours, but sure. That's where it started. And I've, and water, you know, connected by water, being on the water has always been my passion outside of racing. Um, since I was a little kid and been fishing here in South Florida since I was, you know, eight. Mm -hmm. And, um, we always wanted to bring a, you know, a, a fishing tournament here with all the other stuff we were doing, racing for cancer, and now we finally made it happen, which is pretty cool. And the, and the first time through was a, was a pretty, pretty big success. So That's I, was, great. I was happy with that. Can't wait for more. So we just had the first tournament in November, right? This this past Correct. November, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. So it was success. It was great. Everyone's happy. Yeah. Everyone's good. Like let's do it again. Yeah. Right. So Absolutely. now we're going to go into this with like a year plan and not a four month plan. Right. Right. So take me through some of the things that you probably might want to change or develop or like what what did you learn? What did, what did you? Like, I'll throw I'll throw one yeah, thing I'll out there yeah, quick. Start on that. So uh, so going into it, I've done it before, and you know sometimes you you know you go to tournaments and you you go to the captains meeting and you think it's going to be twenty guys around a cooler of beer just hanging out, right? right? And I think there was a uh, some people were surprised that. You know, we had the captain's meeting at Gallupi's and, you know, there was music and tables and raffles and it was pretty amazing. It, it was a great turnout. We set up a little VIP mm -hmm. for our, our sponsors and it, it was an awesome time. And I think uh, some people on the first time around were a little surprised. And I think next year we're going to have a lot of uh, support and even more uh, people coming together to make it even a bigger success. That's great. Yeah. The other yeah. thing about tournaments, especially when you're doing charity tournaments, is a lot of companies, especially the ones that have the deeper pockets, uh, we 
they're doing their budgets for the following year for all those types of things like a year out, sometimes even further. At Pelagic, we're already talking about 25 and 26. Right. So <clears throat> by having a whole year, we can get in with certain uh, companies that might want to sponsor that uh, due to short notice wouldn't be able to because they can't fit it into an existing budget. But if right. we give them enough time, it'll open up a lot more uh, companies that will be willing to come in and straight out donate money. I can speak to that because people, I mean, obviously people are always asking me to donate artwork for the tournaments all the time. And it always kind of, it hurts me to say no a lot of times, but we plan like our, our year for next year is already yeah. planned out. I mean, it's already like, like a done deal. I mean, we're adding this one into the fold. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you, people yeah, no, you're right. in general, but, Dennis, but you it's, know. It's, it's tough. Like people ask yeah. me like a week before the tournament, like, Hey, yeah. can you donate something? I'm like, I don't think people realize in We've general how budget. many last, how yeah. many requests that any of us get. Like Pelagic, I'm in. I'm sure you guys are inundated. With I it. get yeah. just myself. I get about 50 emails a week, just about supporting charities. Right. Nothing, no other, not to mention all the other emails, but just sure. that alone. So if you keep 50, 50, 50 it's a lot of, a lot of asks. And so we're, we want to help everybody, but you just can't. So the people who are the most organized and get their request in. And then the other thing I'll say is that all the stuff that we do, whether it's with Ryan's organization, Racing with Cancer, anything that Trey and I do, Brian, our Pelagic Nights at Papa's, any of that mm -hmm. stuff, the charities that we pick are always local to Florida, at least the state of Florida, mostly South Florida. And we vet every one of them so that – we're not donating money to organizations that are spending 93 cents on the dollar on administrative fees and paying people's giant salaries. We're looking for charities that are the highest rated as far as the money is going to the cause. There's a yeah. lot of volunteer work I going. I think that's that's really important. Yeah. We do a similar thing because I think that's really, really when it comes down to it, that's what it's all about because the whole point is like, listen, man, we're, we're just, we're all just trying to do good. I mean, that's the whole point of doing that. Like when we, we, like for us, we like we got the business, and then we got what we do for that stuff. And you got to like separate the two. Like when yeah. you go to that other side of giving, you just gotta it's got to be about the giving. Yeah, and my my personal personal belief on the whole thing is that just in general nationwide, like it's it's always great to be doing something as opposed to doing nothing. So if you want to write a check to some of these big charity organizations okay it's better than nothing but my theory in philanthropy is that and i'm trying to get like a 501c of my own organized to where i'm going to basically be kind of promoting this thought but if you can get communities together and take care of what's local right there the needs that are right there because people are suffering from cancer everywhere every state every town every city but if you can focus your energy right there with your local people you can get the money or whatever it is right to those needs immediately without having to go through this huge red tape and a giant organization and so if you can create these little community groups like that in every single community around the country mm -hmm. And those communities are taking care of their communities directly. One, the money is going to be used way more efficiently. And two, the people that need the help are going to get that help much quicker 
and it's going to be much more effective, and your problems that you're trying to solve are going to get solved right. a lot easier. And, and I think that that's really a really important thing because, I mean, just to talk about what you just talked about a few minutes ago too, Ryan, you know, speed is like your friend, right, in, in situations. And there's so many people that are in need. The whole, most horrible thing that you hear is like these stories about, oh, I had to wait so long for this insurance check to come in or I had to wait so long for – this thing to happen or, or we're on hold until this thing happens. You know, you, you don't want to hear stories like that. You want, and it happens so much, so much, right? I mean, it, it, it's, it's really, really tough. It's really t- tough to hear. So it's really, I, tough. I, I love what you, what you, what you just it, said. The right hard there. part on the cancer side of it is that we're, we're up against a, a, basically an industry, mm-hmm. you know, it's there, there's a, it's a major business, right? What are your is, thoughts on, give me your thoughts on that industry. If you, if you don't mind. I mean, I, I feel like we could we could be doing so much more. I mean, without without going fully, you know, you know, sidetracked on it and political and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, big pharma is absolutely railroad, railroading a lot of it. And right. I feel like if we put you know our sharpest minds to you know, especially um, you know these researchers to to the task, I believe we could we could make really quick inroads towards at least more effective treatments. Let alone right curious but that's just my take I, I, I agree 100 percent. then the other part of it is too like uh you know when you talk about big pharma and medicine and all these things like you don't ever hear any like i have a friend right now who's three years into a personal friend he's three years into a battle with male breast cancer stage four he's mm-hmm. fighting it but you never hear one person from any of the cancer places that are doing the chemo they never talk about their nutrition, mind control stuff, all the stuff we were talking about, either your breath work and breathing and some of these non-medical, non-medicine related, not that there isn't a place for modern medicine and and medication and all that, but you have to have a a balance. You can't all be about just taking a drug. Right. So- some of the people. I think a lot of that, a lot of that lies in pre- preventative. Care. I'm yeah. going to interrupt you guys yeah. right now, and I agree with exactly what you said. Both my parents died of cancer. Okay, my mom recently died. My dad died 20 years ago, and the thing gets me is that what you're speaking of, Tony, is the big farm and how they and it's it's they don't tell you because the sad part is as my father would still be alive today, and you were speaking about Cleveland Clinic, which is an amazing amazing company. They have been doing it's something called CyberKnife. Nobody knows about this, and that's the sad part. When my father died 20 years ago, Cleveland Clinic was already studying it for 20 years. They're just now starting to show the public about it. My mom died. She had ovarian cancer, but she cleared that, and she died of blood cancer because of how much chemo that they pumped into her, okay? And it was, it, it was, it was, it was she, she couldn't hold her platelets up. So she didn't die of the cancer. It was because of the blood disease and bone marrow disease that she got because of all the chemo. Now, I want everybody... It's and the thing is, is that I want everybody to know there's something called CyberKnife, and it's out there, and your doctor will not tell you about it. I've personally saved workers at Blue Water Chairs' lives, just getting nosy, saying, "What's going on? What you know?" Just I can tell he wasn't right, and I and I, I printed out the paperwork, and he brought it to his doctor, and his doctor goes, "How did you find out about this?" And he was a veteran, and they paid for everything. He had six months to live. This is four. This is eight years ago. He's still walking. He's still alive and, and walking. And what it is is a non-invasive surgery. If it's a tumor. It, they can take it. If it's spread through the mass of your muscles, they cannot take it. So I just, if, if I ever 
hear anybody or Ty just want to spread the word on Cyberknife. You just S Y B E R K N I K N I F E. Google Cyberknife with whatever cancer it is. Your gentleman friend here with the breast cancer, if it's a tumor, have him do that. Because what it does, it's a non-invasive surgery like a kidney stone. That that's how it breaks it down and it goes away. But the doctors will not tell you because that's how they're making the money off of it. And my father would still be alive to this day. He died of oral cancer. He had throat cancer and then he died of oral cancer. The doctors didn't want to tell him and it was too late. They gave him six months to live. They la he lasted eight. So if there's anything I can tell you guys in regards to that, just Cleveland Clinic is amazing. They've been studying. I'm surprised if you haven't heard through it through them, but please just check out Cybernite with anything in any regards to cancer. And it's it's amazing, but you will not hear it from your doctor. Is so. it worth mentioning? Um, I mean, is it worth even going into? It's probably worth mentioning, but is it worth even going into You know, the whole theory of if they find a cure for cancer that ruins... Yeah. a lot of people's jobs <laughs> yeah that's and, the and, sick and part industry, of america's mindset right? now that's, that's where the, the greed of hunger and money I mean, is the, man it's that's the same yeah. way if you eliminate drug smuggling right i mean like, you'll have a lot I mean, of less dea a, agents to let's employ. eliminate cancer it's like okay then the economy is going to fail i mean it, that's it, bold, it, yes it I wouldn't mean, fail because right no i agree too but be i'm saying like is, is there <laughs> Some i know a lot of people bring that up i mean i'm going to mention the elephant in the room basically is what i'm doing but yeah some people it would affect they them. Do, so yeah. they don't, and they're oh, deathly afraid of losing their gravy train. Um, right. So therefore, they're going to put as much misinformation and everything out there to make you think that they know what they're talking about and you don't. Right. So they can keep making all their money. But if that company went out of business, it wouldn't. Not only would it not affect the economy, but if we were doing things the right way, all the money that our health care system costs our nation with people being sick we would save billions upon billions upon billions of dollars if we right. didn't let people get sick in the first place. And it even goes with the cancer thing and all kinds of other diseases. Just the idea that our society, it's normal to see all these commercials for fast food restaurants and highly processed food in a box and breakfast cereals loaded, which, I mean... Completely and, complicit. And the... Uh, and None the companies happened. and the companies have literally convinced the most of the population that oh let kids be kids and it's all BS. You You're can, poisoning your own children and setting them up to have cancer exactly. and all kinds of other diseases. Absolutely, you can go to a diabetes website and ask like the new the nutritionist on there, what should I eat? Oh, it's like a bowl of you know like your oatmeal with brown sugar, and it's everything that feeds <laughs> off diabetes feeds off of is what they're telling you to eat. Yeah, right. It's like not like yeah, it's not right on that side right. of it. On the I mean, you know, you have. The UK, for instance, right? The, the amount of like Fruit Loops over there, they're banned, right? right? But here, our kids can have. Why is that? Anyway, right. we won't go into it, the whole thing. But <laughs> yeah, it's well, an it's industry. Like a high fructose agree, corn syrup, like they outlawed that, yeah. but they replaced it with something else, right? It's well, an industry, but you can have a major impact on people fighting cancer in strategic ways that are that are planned out, and and right. and if you get it from the right angle, but. Yes, it's an industry, and there's way too many big fat charities out there that that end up, you know, like you were saying, right? That have a whole lot of a whole lot of excess, where the bottom line, the bottom dollar, does not go towards what it is intended to go towards, and that's what we're making sure this group is making sure that we do. Yeah, that's my nice. favorite thing about racing for cancer. They it goes to the patient. I um, my former job, I was a financial counselor at a radi radiation clinic, mm -hmm. and you would be surprised how many patients would we would try to find organizations and they say, I'm sorry, we don't, we don't cover the patient. We do research. And then really? there's so many out there 
that are that people donate to and mm-hmm. don't realize that it's not it's not going to the patient it's not going to the people that need it and cancer doesn't wait so yeah. when when they need it they need it now right and racing for cancer his their goal is to get it to the patient the here and the now that's great. Appreciate that. That's Andy. great. Thank you. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, <laughs> so I mean, you guys are doing more than just raising awareness, right? So like, not not that there's anything wrong with just raising awareness because the things people need to meet meet where they are, but you're actually putting your dollars to work. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So and, and that's that's great to hear. Yeah. Thank you. And it's it's in many different ways, but it's great to it's great to bring it together. You know, with the fishing community down here, and we didn't know what to expect, right? I mean, we but we ended up having 50 boats, which mm-hmm. was which was. Phenomenal. 50 boats in your yeah. first and year? We were, That's we were great. fighting a pretty yeah. nasty-looking weather nice window job, for Trey. a while. Yeah, yeah, the weather window was not good. Jay's the man. Yeah. yeah. It cleared up. It worked yeah, out perfect. Knocked it out of the park, you know. Yeah. And and the be- I think the best thing just on the fishing side of it was that— 50 boats in your first year is yeah, really good. that was really good. Yeah. But it's it's a—I mean, it it's an all-inclusive tournament. It's a one-day meat fish tournament, right? So you had families out there. You had couples out there, uh, weekend warriors. You know, it wasn't just the go-hard, you know— Six right. seven crew pro. Beyond, I'll be honest pro with you, circuit deal. That's my favorite kind of tournament. Yeah, because really, those are always the funnest tournaments. It right? brought in everyone. I yeah, mean, was, because yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, we're both associated with like some of the top tournaments in, down here, and it's just like that's cool and all. Like the high level of competition and stuff is great. It's really cool, but. You know, fishing's fun, right? That's that's we all started fishing because we all were having a blast with it. And there's no better way in my mind to enjoy the sport than to just have fun with your friends and just go out and yeah, and have a great competition, but you also have a great cause in mind. I mean, that to me is the best part. Yeah, it was the, a blast. The whole thing. And, and the team that won it basically just threw it together, you know, three days beforehand and Oh made, really? Made it happen. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Just happens uh, to be a, one of the big, a, a little, biggest sponsors. So <laughs> one of the one of the one of the finer details, which is pretty funny, is they tried to get into some Calcutta's uh, during the tournament after they. Had <laughs> <fish>. <laughs> hey, we should really invest in. This I've thing. never tried that. I'd never think to try it, but I'm definitely going to try that. It answer. didn't work. Oh my yeah. god, that's hilarious. Yeah. So one of the employees at Big Dog Tackle fielded a phone call at about 10:30 uh, in the morning. Yeah. And uh, by the way, can we can we get in the can we get in all the Calcutta's? <laughs> It's so funny. I love it. It's funny. I don't know. I maybe they couldn't afford the Calcuttas. Was that what it was? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I went full board on the whole the I whole know. deal. Ryan yeah. was across the board. Yeah. I I was out of town and he's like, I can't I can't get this to work. He's like, I want to go across the board. I gotta get the early entry. Yeah. Yeah. So no, well, and then, yeah, that's great. And the other cool thing about it, like to your point earlier, Dennis, was is that and that's one of the greatest things about the, about fishing and being in the outdoors, whether even you know the outdoor, outdoors men and women who are living that lifestyle, right? Whether you're a professional or you're just a weekend family that's into it, we get together. I mean, you have guys like we. There's people like they can't stand each other in a regular everyday life, but when it comes to a, if that person has a sister. That's dying of something. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We're coming to your help. If there's a something needs to be done, I mean, the fishing industry is like that. We all get together, like you said earlier. No matter what the deal is, we put everything else, even the brands, competition-wise, we put everything aside, and we go and we help whatever needs to be helped. And it's, yeah. it's. I'm, I'm sure there are other. You know, one of the things thing- like that, but I don't, I'll tell you, I've been around a little bit. I've worked in a lot of different things and whatever, but I have not seen 
the dedication to just kind of getting together and helping people that I've seen in the well, I was in the I was in the corporate world for a long time, and and they do come together a little bit, but um, they're bigger corporations, and the employees have have heart, but the corporation itself, it's it's like they're doing their their part to do like Habitat for Humanity, get right. the employees together, go fix a house. When I announce on social media that we have a mission, literally people come out of the woodwork. Like how much you need? What do we got to get? What do you need? Like literally Durand Dorian, Big Dog Tackle turned into a Home Depot warehouse. Mm-hmm. Hooker Electric, they're, they have real good friends at Banyan Air. Yep. One of their hangers literally yep. looked like we, a Home we Depot. Did, so. We did an entire podcast episode. I got chills. I had Tom thinking and, about and Trish in here. Yep. We did an entire episode on what Hooker Electric did for oh, Arcade. Amazing. We, we dedicated an entire Yeah, I was out there at what that. What they did was absolutely nothing short of amazing. When I drove up did. with our first load of you stuff too. for the Bahamas to that hangar, because I had heard that that's where they were, Hooker Electric, and I walked up there, and I saw what they had going on there. I was mind-boggled. I mean, yeah. they had planes, and every, I mean, it was unbelievable what they did. But yeah. these are private, Trista. privately yep. owned planes that were chartering yep. out of Executive Airport. 15 to 17 charters a day, taking as much as they could by weight, because mm-hmm. that's how they that's how they, they judge it, and going over to all the islands that nobody could get to. So I want to say something right here in light of all this, mm-hmm. right? Give me the floor for a second, right? Because I, I really have a point, right, that I want to make. Okay. So how everybody got together and pulled together for Hurricane Doring should be an example of what we're capable to do. Yep. Right? I mean, we raised $40,000 as Connected by Water in two weeks on shirt sales alone that we donated to them. Right? Yeah. Everybody did it. Then that's a drop in the bucket as to what happened for everybody. Okay? But my point is this. Not to tout what I just said. But my point is this. Your number is 28. Right? I read this on... on when I was doing a little research, yes, my, it was. My, for many my, years. during my minor research, yeah, that I for did, many right? years, yeah. And there's a reason for that. Twenty-eight, right? Twenty-eight million fighting cancer worldwide, right? Yeah, and, and now, I think that it was so cool yeah. that you have that as your number. Yeah, thanks. Right? You could have chose any number. You, well, I guess except for some of that already taken, but yeah. you chose twenty-eight for that reason. <laughs> yeah, and and I think that's sorry. good. Well, point. So I'm going to state the obvious. Right? Yeah, no. good point. But I think that's cool, man. Thanks. I think that was really really cool when I read that. I was like, what? I was like, that kind of took me back a little bit. I mean, that really just explains the focus of your mission. Yeah, like thank in you. a nutshell, that you're putting your number as indie champion, as indie race car series champion. Like it's 28 because I want everyone. To, when the people read my number, I want them to realize that 28 people. So when we talk about our community and our willingness and our ability and our capability to pull together and raise money and do all these great things for people on the other side of the water that we visit that we say thank you for letting us use your your resources and thank you for letting us access you know your your environment and, and y- your preservation and and just thank you and like we've been doing it for years and we understand you guys got nailed by this hurricane and your people are hurting right as south florida we're going to pull together and we're going to show you what we're made of as a thank you to you and we did that and we're, we helped restore marsh harbor yeah, right absolutely all of them, but yeah, 28 well. million people are well. suffering from cancer. Yeah, uh, right. Unfortunately, the numbers seems like it's and going it's, up now. But man. it's but a lot of that yeah. becomes white noise because that number is so freaking large, right? Oh yeah, for sure. And Absolutely. it becomes it's, white noise after a while. But there's people in your local community 
that need help, right? You can touch people with this here and now and today. Like there's somebody right now, there's many people right now in Southeast Florida that are suffering, that are looking for answers, that need help. We can help. We can do that. We can pull together as a community and do that. And we can do that through your organization. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're absolutely we're, – we're trying to tackle so many different areas, right? It, like I said, my first goal was to get the – as I keep calling it, it's a pretty – flimsy cheap way of saying it but a one-stop shop right sure to know no, but that's really important. yeah that that's, was, that i don't was think important. that's flimsy that and was cheap the first at all. thing to, to i do. think that's strong and, it's, and a, it's a foundation we started by just going and finding different pediatric cases taking their families to the racetrack and and then from there making their quality of life better through their day-to-day uh we started there and then we realized how tough it was going to be to to really identify all these different pediatric cases and uh, i mean that'll it it was so tough to get to <laughs> know these that's, kids. That's and the then, part that hits you, man. Is, is, uh, now oof, I'm, now kids, I'm gonna, right? Now yeah. I'm gonna choke up. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, and then and I mean we, but we've just been we we've made sure that whatever we do is is more on the front line rather than on the on the on the you know massive big scale sure. picture, right? It's more been on the front line, and I've done a I lot to really, make really sure that it's down here. That, out. that it's yeah. down here in South Florida, um, most of it. So that's that's the important part. But it, yeah, it's a it's a huge undertaking, and and when you hear the stories come back from the folks that actually it did impact and mm-hmm. benefit, um, you know, that's, that's all the fuel you need. Yeah. To, yeah. So I want to, since you brought up the pediatric thing, I want to tell a story. If you'll, if you'll entertain me, um, don't start so crying. I might start, <laughs> I might start crying. Cause this is a recent thing. So one of the things we do cry. is me and my little buddy, my little, the guy, one of the other guys I mentor is, my guy Abram Miller up there in uh, India Atlantic, up there near Vero, Melbourne. He's one of our little pro team guys, and he's a little dynamo, philanthropic, mm-hmm. charity-driven guy. His whole family is amazing, the Miller family. But anyway, he got us, and me especially, hooked up with the Brevard County Candlelighters Association, which is a charity for children who are fighting cancers of all kinds regardless of what program they're in or where hospital they're in, wherever, and it gives them experiences and resources and all these things. And one of the things we do several times a year is we sponsor a day on the beach up there with all these families who are in various stages of this battle. And we meet all these unbelievable kids. And these kids are unbelievably, the resilience, their gratefulness for being alive for the time that they're alive, even though that they're suffering, it's unbelievable. They don't ever complain. They're joyful. Uh, they're very appreciative of anything that's ever done for them. And we get to interact with these kids on a regular basis by doing these days. So recently, we've had a couple of kids recently. We had a woman, a girl by the name of Emma June Kent, who is 17 years old in high school. She just passed away from cancer after an unbelievable battle where she went through uh, amputations and everything else. Incredible it, young it lady. It amazes me how far, how hard and and then, people fight. And then right after that, there's this little girl. I fell in love with her on the beach one day, Got and then ended up having a, amazing conversations with her parents and her siblings and all that. Anyway, her name's Olivia. She's eight years old. From the time she's three, she's been battling this incredibly rare cancer. I think it's like a brain cancer. And she's, through all the medications, all the different things, it's a very rare cancer, very hard to treat. She got to the point where it just kept spreading. 
things were gonna, it's not going to work out. So she came to a point at eight years old where, okay, the last thing is you have about 12. This is, they tell an eight, imagine you're eight years old and you're sitting there with your parents and the doctor tells you this at eight years old. You're, the outlook is that you're going to be not going to be here in eight to 12 months. That's about your window now after this, all these years of battling this cancer. It's just, there's nothing we can do. But there's this really, really crazy, there's this really, really crazy new treatment for this particular cancer that we never get to do because only so many kids have it. You could participate in this. However, it's not going to save your life. And you're going to spend the next eight to 12 months of your life in brutal pain and suffering going through this treatment. So your choice is do this treatment or spend the next 12 months going to Disney World, going to concerts, having princess dress-up parties, everything your heart could desire for the next 12 months. You decide what you want to do. This little girl, Olivia, eight years old, and I get choked up when I say this because the integrity and the character and the courage at eight years old, she looked at her parents and the doctors without hesitation and said, I want to help other kids. And she dove into this experimental thing. And over the last six months, she has put herself through hell. And now she's in hospice care. I have a picture of her on my phone laying in bed with her older sister last night, sleeping at peace, out of pain. But she's going to pass away here in the next five to eight days. She sacrificed the last 12 months of her life of having fun at eight years old in order to hopefully that this thing will progress enough to where it may help another little girl or boy who is suffering from the same type of rare cancer that she has. And she did it without a complaint, without a redo, without a regret. She did it with her head held high, all the love in her heart that you could possibly imagine. And it, it's just an incredible thing. So I'm crazy. particularly just thinking about Olivia and her family the last several days and right now, especially as we're sitting here talking about what a know, hero. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. But that happens all the time with these kids, what they do. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. That's, that's heavy. Yeah, it is heavy. And follow that's, follow it's that heavy. story. Oh, yeah. it's heavy. You know, I'll follow it right now. I'll got, follow it right now. I know exactly what to say to that. God bless her. I know exactly what to say to that. If you're one of those assholes that are orchestrating this entire freaking industry to be corrupt, to be profitable, so much and to perpetuate what the hell's going on with this country. I hope to God you heard what Tony just said and you freaking rot with it. That's what I hope. Yeah. God, jeez, man. That's what I hope. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. I want, I want whoever the, the hell is pulling the strings of this freaking operation oh yeah to hear what the hell tony just said it's unbelievable and a rot with that yeah yeah it's that's that's the only thing i can say big money because there is a problem in this world right there's always going to be good people there's always going to be bad people right greed someone's making money yeah way too much greed and people interested in more 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 i need more of this i need more of that i need it i mean no one's saying you can't have a great life and make lots of money and have all the things you need but like these companies they're so greedy and they're so focused on profits and making money that they just lose themselves and they, they go over to the evil it's evil is really what it is right how you can sleep at night 
knowing that you're stringing people along with these diseases just so your company could make huge profits and you can take care of your shareholders on the stock market. I mean, to me, I don't know how these, and these are people that have their own kids and families. I don't know how they sleep at night, but they they're did. unlike us. Let's put it that way. <laughs> there's yeah. something, there's something right. not right. You know what I mean? There's just something can I, that's can I off. Can go ahead and butt in on that one? Please. With my old job, one of the reasons why leaving and starting with Pelagic has been such a blessing for me. I've witnessed firsthand working at the hospital and hearing surgeons and other doctors saying, our numbers are low. We need to get we need to diagnose some people. We need to do things and they giving them treatments and wanting to give them treatments that after doing research and getting authorizations for patients where it's not something that is necessary for them, they would still give them that treatment because it's an extra dollar in their pocket. I've witnessed it and it is disgusting what greed does. Yeah, Amber had a very, very good job in that industry and it's it got to the industry. point where she couldn't take it anymore. And when when she had a chance to come to Pelagic to work full time, she literally gave up her career and took a big risk and a chance, but she just couldn't take it anymore from a, a Dude, moral standpoint. Yeah. That's crazy that, that they would actually openly say that that's, that's horrible. I, it was, it was, they weren't openly saying it. They were saying it to, yeah, out loud. <laughs> um, it, it wasn't anything that was ever directly said to me. It was things that I've heard yeah. where my office was and, things that I would hear the doctor say to the nurses or other staff. So we used to joke on this show um, many times before, we're like, oh, yeah, welcome to Connected by Water. You know, in the next hour, we're going to solve all the world's problems. You know? <laughs> yeah. We used to like say that as a joke, right? But it's like the more, more like we put this show on, it's like episode 172. It seems like we're trying to solve all the world's problems like on every episode. You know, and not that I have any delusions of really actually doing that, but one thing we could do is like hopefully change some hearts and minds that actually see this and hear this to to kind of just what do they say think locally or act locally, think globally kind of thing. Yeah. And so they used to say that about like the environment. And, and well, the, you know what though, Dennis, you could do that here. You're right? underselling yourself because you are. Anytime you're putting something out there good that's helping somebody, you're you are changing the world. You might a change can be a very big change and a change can be a little change and most big changes start with very tiny small changes that add up. So your podcast with the amount of people and the different types of people that you have on here, you guys are helping you're certainly helping to change our local community for the better but you're changing the world because it's out there and it's for everybody to hear and see to learn from to take example from and the funny thing about it is like we do joke around but if you took let's think about all the people that sat at this table right if you took all those people and we put a committee together and we said here's problems that the world has we're not going to let these big corporate guys solve it anymore we're not going to let politicians solve it we're not going to we're going to put together these com – there's people that have sat right at this table that actually could change everything yeah. to how it could be. I, it's, I, it's grassroots, I, though. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. what you're doing is, is powerful, and, and I wouldn't lose sight of that, but everything like that is grassroots. When you get when you get the right people together doing, a, doing something that is beneficial to others, think about how many people in this world actually do something for somebody else. Very few, right? Right. And the more you can get that kind of momentum, that that little bit of wave, that little bit of surge going that in that direction, and more and more people get on that, even if it's at a local level, it's 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 powerful for sure. Yeah, so, and, and I almost wish at this point you were mic'd up. 
because you've done so much research on this topic of things that you put in your body and and, and things that <laughs> things that you know you've researched through through your recent efforts of what you just too. what you've just gone through <laughs> and, and the things that you've learned like through the process of what you put in your body and what you put out of your body and take uh, me through a little bit of that so so i um i was diagnosed with seronegative rheumatoid arthritis and um i was heavy i i lost 75 pounds and uh, what the reality was was I, I I had an inflammatory illness, and uh, I went to I, I had a rheumatologist. I went to like an infectious disease uh, infectious disease doctor. Um, was uh, ended up at a rheumatologist rheumatologist, and I asked the rheumatologist. I was like, "What if I change my diet?" And he was like, "Well, I think a Mediterranean diet could be better for you, but it's not going to solve your problem." And uh, what ended up happening is I went off the grid. I went away from modern medicine. I was on two biologics. They wanted to add methyltrexate, which is like a cancer patient drug. And I changed my intake and I went completely away from any inflammatory foods. And I basically cured myself, honestly. That's, I, I, I watched with your my journey. Diet, which my diet, with like, my diet, with my diet, exclusively yeah. with my diet. And we're, we're friends, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I watched your entire journey through social media because you documented the whole thing. And it was yeah. a beautiful thing to watch your transformation. It was inspiring. It really was. And I'm so happy well, for listen, you that, it's, that it's you a, actually uh, accomplished uh, uh, that. Modern medicine doesn't want us, uh, as I said over there quietly, you know, and um, uh, Carlene talked about the cyber knife. And I think say. like uh, my so my mom my mom is active cancer now and already had the cyber knife. My dad died in 2004 of pancreatic cancer, which is just like the death penalty. You just make arrangements. Um, you know, my mom had lung cancer and they removed the upper left lobe of her lung, and she's really had never got to remission. Um, and now she's you know her white blood cell counts high, literally active today. She's going. She had a CT scan that looked bad. A PET scan. We're going to have them Friday. She's going to have an MRI on Friday. But when the the lung cancer spread to her brain, the doctor at Holy Cross, which is surprising, but it was not not like a um, doctors today like are like pissed off if you go get a second opinion because they think that you weren't the you know like what you thought I wasn't the right guy. And this doctor humbly said from Holy Cross, he's like, uh, UM has a way better program, like a way better program. Like you're gonna go get CyberKnife. And the CyberKnife, like like Carlene said, really isn't discussed. You know, they, they really don't talk about it. And he's like, like you're not, we're not gonna radiate your whole brain. We're gonna radiate this with like a laser beam. Because it pulls business from their, yep. from oh, their right. location. Like, rather than, so there, there was yep. like, there was like, you know, six or eight anomalies in her brain and um, the one hospital's MRI, UM couldn't even use because the layers weren't cut thin enough for them to identify exactly what it was. He's like, I can't even use that MRI. He's like, I need to do a whole new MRI on you because I can't even, he's like, that doesn't even, I, that's all like blobs. And um, when we took her to Miami, she ended up, it was one one area that they had concern over and they laser beamed with the cyber knife, this one area. And it wasn't like, you know, six or eight radiation treatments. She had already gone through chemotherapy. It was one treatment. And it wasn't with the mask. It wasn't with the whole facial thing, like where they lock you in. And um, she, she's been great, you know, for now, like the past eight or 10 months. But it's, there, there's, there's no money in the cure, right? There's no money in the cure. It's funny. Every, everything, 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 everything it's, all, it's all just strictly business. And like, Amber, and like Amber said, you know, Amber overheard a conversation 
I don't know. This kind of talked in, turned into like a crazy <laughs> conversation. Conspir- hey, we're the conspiracy theorists. <laughs> hey, hey, well, no, you know, honestly, though, I want to speak to that, though. It's not a this conspiracy. Is what, this is what it is. what long form conversation is all about. Yeah, this is what long form conversation is all about. We're allowed to do that. It's a TV movie. We're allowed to do this. It's okay. But also, also, we've talked about the the medical industry, but then nobody's mentioned the food industry. I mean, the food oh industry is just as guilty as the mean, I mean, what you're consuming is promoted as being healthy and it's, it's not, you know, no. so I mean, well, it's, it's, right. I think, I think that mic. Fruit Loops, I think Fruit Loops were like in the top 10 things of like the, Fruit Loops and marshmallows, like both weighed in on the top 10. Well, I hot dogs meat, are great for you, right? and fruit and vegetables. That's all I've eaten <laughs> yes, for the past two years. you're absolutely right. Meat and fruit and vegetables. And that's what you should eat. Like, I, I often think we, I should it. just go to an island, be there with my kids, the fish, spearfish, you know, yeah. that type of thing and that diet. But feeds cancer. The majority, the majority of cancer patients don't even know that the sugar is feeding the cancer. Yeah, they continue right. to drink Coca-Cola. Doctors don't. Co- nobody tells them. They keep. They mm-hmm. continue to drink, you know, soda. They continue to eat candy. They continue to eat chips and all these things with all these chemicals in them. And while they're getting treated for cancer, and it's not going to yeah. help them because they're literally. And the f- coolest it's thing about Brian's experience scary. with what he had, and one of the things that bonds us is that I had the exact same thing. Four, about four years ago, I was in a situation where I got to the point I was in so much pain, every joint in my body, I thought I was dying of bone cancer. Inflammation, right? Inflammation. Yeah, and a guy, yeah. a client of mine came to my house. He thought I might be addicted to something because he could tell in my voice. Anyway, long story short, he got me to see this famous medical doctor who bases everything on nutrition, who has all these professional athletes, got Tom Brady started originally on his and. I went to all these tests. I had arthritis, osteoarthritis on a scale of one to 10. I had it the worst you could have it. And I had fibromyalgia like you wouldn't believe. Ugh. In a matter of a year. It's like debilitating, isn't it? In a ma- I couldn't leave my house for three oh, days horrible. at a time. I was eating a jar of Advil like uh, every two days. Like I was in big trouble. I wrote a letter. I was on 80 milligrams of prednisone a day. I wrote a letter to my parents saying that I'm probably <laughs> not going to be around much yeah, longer. Anyway, I changed my, they did all these blood tests, found out, I found all these things about C protein levels and all these things that professional athletes all have access to because that's how they, you know, perform at the level they do. And I changed my whole nutrition. I didn't take a single drug. I changed everything. Within a year, I cured, completely cured from my body arthritis and fibromyalgia. My primary care physician here in Florida almost quit being a doctor over it because he could first he was told me you're out of your mind there's no way you need to be on this medication blah blah the guys when he the blood tests don't lie when he started seeing what was happening and he saw me cure these diseases myself without taking a single medication he got depressed to the point where he was like what the hell have i been why did i go to medical school what the he told me that in all the years of medical school, he maybe took two nutrition classes for like half a semester that were just basic. Nobody ever told him that a red onion has this in it or a whatever. And you know, he the- couldn't believe it. So now my doctor, this is a cool thing. So now my primary care doctor has literally changed his whole practice around based on my case. Now he starts prescribing his patients fruits and vegetables because they weren't eating any not right. a single guy who's on who's has arthritis. How much? How many helpings of uh, bitter greens a week do you think the average person eats? 
You know, I, I eat 20 helpings of it. I, I, listen, <laughs> you know what listen, I mean? Like, listen, listen. <laughs> I, I, I want to explain something, like at least the perspective that I have on this show, right? Before we ever even started this show, I always like, you know, you start getting it, though, how I want the show to be and everything. What do I want to do? How do I want to design the format and all that? We were, basically, there is no format. But I, I said, you know, at the very least, I want to end it by saying something the same way every single time, right? And I really came up with a few things but then i really really thought about this after a while i was like really was thinking about it I was like what the hell do i want to say to close out the show right and perhaps this is too much of a share maybe it's not i went, actually went on a retreat for my church right and it was a weekend long thing and i hadn't done anything like this since i was in high school right not even remotely close to doing anything like this since i was in high school and this is probably about right around we were starting the show about like four or five years ago. And it was a really great experience for me. And But there was this little guy from Guyana that just kept following me around, you know, like during like the whole thing, right? And then he came up to me one day, he looked me right in the eye, and he goes, and I'm going to totally credit him for this, right? I didn't come up with this on my own, but I did think of it to use it at the end of my show. He goes, you know, Dennis, your ego He's not your amigo. Like that, <laughs> right? And he says, always do your best. And at the end of the day, just let God do the rest. Awesome. I love that. And I was like, that's it, man. Yeah. Because that freaking summed it all up for me right there. That summed up everything that I ever needed to say to myself about my life, everything I ever needed to say to my family, and everything that I ever needed to say about this show and the point that we wanted to make, right? But I had to add at the end of the day, don't ever forget that we're all connected by water. Yeah. Right? Maybe. Which is also true. Right. Absolutely. Right? Your ego is not your amigo. Right? Yeah. Always do your best and don't ever forget that God, right? We'll Let do him do the, the rest. rest. Right? And yeah. don't ever forget that at the end of the day, no matter what, we're all connected by water. Right? And I wanted, the real reason I bring this up now is I'd actually never mention that like during the context of the show. I just end the show with that and right. I never explain it. I just do it. Are you ending right. the show? Day. Is that what you're doing? No, 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 no. <laughs> so 172 <laughs> episodes actually <laughs> finally explained <laughs> that. Right? Yeah, that's awesome. 172. I was from. born in 72, so that must I be why it's 172. Right. So this is the first time I ever explained that. Right uh, on the show. That's awesome. But this, yeah. this but this awesome all that you made me think of that, and I think it's appropriate to bring it up now because that yeah. really kind of sums up everything we've been talking about. Right, the ego of the industry, right, the ego of people, and, and, and what stops us from being better, what stops us from helping people out and doing things the right way, right? And, and it comes in, and listen, man, have a little faith in God, yeah, you know, and have a little faith in humanity and, and your and, and, and your people and your friends and your family, and, and maybe that's really kind of what we need to get through it all. You know, at the end of the day, doing that and saying that really gives you the perspective to do things like, you know, not even just this organization or this this tournament, this just to just to do the right. Freaking thing, man. Yeah. In general. In general. Not that hard to do the right thing. Come on. Let's be better people for crying out loud. And since you a good segue here, for me personally, after my parents, who were the most incredible. There's a lot. There's a lot of actually what we're talking about today in this book. My my, my parents are for sure my most incredible inspiration. I'm very, very grateful and lucky that they're both still alive and leading me to this day. But after that, outside of my parents and my professional career in life, all the stuff that I do that's give back, serving others, philanthropy, it's all inspired by this gentleman right here. Bouncer Smith is a special dude. Bouncer Smith. 
and he's one of my closest friends, allies. He's my biggest mentor. I love the guy, and uh, he's just an incredible human being. So one That's of the awesome. things, one of the great things that Bouncer used to do when he was professionally professional <laughs> captain, um, but he he was really big with the Make a Wish thing and taking kids yeah, out right. and, 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 and all that. that. Yeah, right? yep, and he yep. used to do that like a lot. Actually, probably more than he'll ever tell people. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but he did tell some stories um, on there because one of his missions really is is just helping kids. That's that's, that's Bouncer's favorite thing. In fact, anytime I go fishing with Bouncer, which is like once every one to two months, right? He gets mad at me if I don't bring my daughter yeah. or my son. Like he'll be like, "Why didn't you bring really? on it? Oh yeah, he, he he insists that I bring them every single time because his work that he's done with kids like throughout his career has been monumental. Yeah. And, and the Make a Wish stuff that he's been he's done with with children, and you know just fulfilling their every wish and making it possible catching huge trophy tarpon and you know, well for, and then outside of that he, he's dressed up as santa claus many years i've yeah. seen him go over to little girls houses who are suffering from leukemia or something and just be santa claus and the little girl 100 percent. listen bouncer smith is a special special guy yeah. i know he is he's in the igfa hall of fame yeah tommy gifford award lifetime achievement award recipient i mean when we bonefish and tarpon trust puts their panel of legends up there he's like right up there along with the best of them yeah. i mean he is a legend in the fishing industry but in my mind he goes down as a superhuman because of all the other philanthropy work tony has a second life. committee member he's got a legacy that and he's got an imprint that he's put on this world that long after he's gone he will he's he's sowed so many seeds with so many people like myself he sure has and then i've passed on his stuff to other people so like this is a thing that will continue generation generation and a hundred years from now people will know bouncer smith because of that part of his dedication to other human beings especially kids yeah a million 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 percent all right so listen so Let's reel it a little bit back in to um, the Battle for Cancer tournament, right? the organization, right? We, we want to really kind of put a spotlight on everything that we've said here today. That's the perspective of the group. That's the perspective of what this tournament is trying to achieve, trying to make lives better, um, trying to put everything in the one, one-stop shop place, trying to encourage that, right? And, and trying to make a difference in people's lives in a positive way, um, both locally and as far as we can actually reach you know what I mean? But really, um, primarily down here in South Florida and, tr- and trying to help people out. And I really just want to say that, um, you know, for, for the first year that this tournament's come out, to have 50 boats and to make an impact. And the fact that you guys are actually in this room, you just had this tournament last month. And you're already in here saying, no, we need the podcast with Connected by Water <laughs> right away and start promoting for next year. Tells me that this group is absolutely serious about this. Right, it's not just something, right? So that was just a warm up. Yeah, right. we just exactly, warm up. Yeah. exactly. We so, wanna, yeah, this team's gonna started. crank. Yeah. Our, our we're, goal we're, would technically be to have this be like the biggest charity event in South Florida at some point, as far right. as fishing, a fishing tournament yep. related event. I can't wait to see what what next year's tournament's gonna be like. And we we really just need, you know, we're gonna we're gonna start earlier this time around, but mm-hmm. we need the communities, you know, we need our our fishing community, um, you know, our local businesses to come by support us you know get behind it get behind it early that, mm-hmm. that would really help um you know get that early entry fee in get that uh that mark on the uh, on the roster and i think that that would be a huge impact for us but we'll be pushing it just um you know keep your eyes open for it and and uh i'm really looking forward to 
you know, the second annual, we can call it, Battle yep. for Cancer coming up in uh, 2024. Great. And, uh, and I don't want it to stop there. I want people to realize that, hey, you, you are asking for funds and you are asking for people to contribute and help. So don't stop at the entry fee. You, you could always give more if you want to. I should right? say the big dog tackle Battle for Cancer because uh, <laughs> yeah. that, that is our uh, – that's our that's our backbone right there. So Trey West, uh, Trey yeah. West, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. So Dennis, Trey Dennis, I just I just want to connect the connect the dots here quick, just so everybody realizes how this works, right? So so before I get to that part, I'm just gonna give a little theory behind why the tournament is set up the way it is. So you can imagine as as a tournament director, when you're trying to put together a tournament, you're gonna have people that want to go out and have fun. You're gonna have kids. You're gonna have lady anglers. You're going to have serious professional tournament fishermen. So this is an SKA tournament, Southern mm-hmm. Kingfish Association. This is Angler Armory sanctioned. So you have serious people competing for serious money for the year. In addition to the money in the tournament is is not chump change. So so for me, I, I got I get asked all the time, open the boundaries, open the boundaries. We want to go as far north as we want. So I open the boundaries. However... With that being said, I made the tournament a one big fish tournament. So when you make it a single big fish tournament, you make it open to anybody. Anybody can win because one big fish, you can catch one big fish in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, West Palm. I love that. Cape Canaveral, you know, wherever you want to catch it, you can catch that one big fish. And that's exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. So the big Wahoo won the tournament. So with that being said, I have, I put together three different categories for junior anglers. So we got a mighty mite, we have a uh, a junior angler, and we have a... It, yeah, I would know this better if I had junior anglers registered in it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the goal I, I is... To, but, peewee. Yeah. But the goal is, is that... Yeah, it was something like that. Peewee. We have a lot of prizes for anybody that's fishing. So just because you paid the entry doesn't mean you're just making a donation. Right. Right. You have an opportunity to win. And I think there was actually a boat, I think, Sarah's boat, that I don't think they got in a Calcutta or they didn't weigh, and they would have won some money. Yeah. But you know what, Trey? So, Trey, yeah, I think what's important to say is 100% of the proceeds, this was a 100% volunteer tournament. Right. There was no, yeah. nobody got paid anything to do this. It was a hundred percent volunteer tournament and it was open to all kids of all ages, families, not just the professional anglers. And there was a prize for every age level of angler that, that, that entered, right. That, which was key. In addition to the Calcutta's right. heaviest fish, biggest fish, biggest fish by category. Um, it was open to all the anglers of all ages. And the fact that nobody took any, there was zero dollars paid out to anybody that um, put it on. And 100% of the money that was generated from the anglers went to the anglers, right? Right. Yeah. That's why That's I, mean, why the, I say 110%. There was a category for everybody. Everybody right. puts in money, and, whether right. it's and 10%, or, and 10% right. from the their from own the money. Sponsors. Yeah. There was even, yeah. it, it was so fun. There was even a Bonita category, right? Which is yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, you got to keep it the fun, The winning right? Bonita was like, you know, this big. Um, yeah. And could you imagine being up there with your kid weighing a winning fish? That's like right. That? Even it's the Mighty cool. Mike category is open yeah. to Bonitas yeah. and Barracudas and all Very that. Cool. So even if the kids catch a fish, it's, they can weigh it, you know, and bring it into the scale, but to bring it back full circle. So, uh, I have a customer that comes into the store, right? He happened to have taken Bill Zito fishing one day. Bill Zito's the GM of the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Bill Zito got my cell phone number, called me directly and said, Trey, 
what what kind of prizes you got in this tournament? What 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 can I get for a, a raft? What are, what are they going for? And I said, well, Bill, we're we're about a week out, two weeks out, and uh, so what do you what do you think about doing? I'm, we have we have like a mount, we have some Enter stuff. Enter the tears. We're gonna we're gonna get uh, you know maybe a couple thousand dollars right now at this point for something. And he's like. Trey, uh, I've my family's been devastated by cancer. It's affected me. Whatever I can do, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And this is the GM from the Florida Panthers calling me directly. I would have never thought he was gonna call me, but because of the influence that these guys have in the community, he calls me out of the blue, and he's talking about doing a doing a VIP. You and a guest get to travel with the team on the plane, go to breakfast, be in the locker room, be in the suite to watch a game. And he's like, if we can get 20 grand for that, I'm going to put that in. That's I'm great. like, I'm like, Bill, hold that one for next year. Yeah. Right? right, right, right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's so, really cool. So I think he literally went and got a Panthers jersey, mm-hmm. brought it down to the locker room, and had every team member sign the jersey. And he overnighted it to us with some tickets to the game. And that's how everything is connected by water right so i just wanted to say that that because our customer came in the store and took this particular person fishing and then he heard somehow that we were putting on a tournament benefiting cancer and he went out of his way to get my phone number to make this awesome contribution to help us raise money for cancer and he's probably going to be there with us until we stop doing this tournament. I love that. Awesome. So that's that so that's much. just why I want to bring it back that's because great. it's yeah. very relevant to Listen, what Listen, I, I know that we're getting close to the wrap-up, but let's talk about Jackie and Jackie's oh. football, almost football experience and how that all came into fruition. That all came that all came through you too as well, didn't it, Trey? Well, so Jackie is, uh, and this is, this is how far cancer reaches with each and every one of us, right? So, I mean, everybody here has a family member or has a, a good friend. And Jackie is very young. She's, uh, I think she's 41 right yeah, now or right 42. Now, yeah. Yep. And uh, she got diagnosed at like the age of 41 with stage four colon cancer. Ugh. And uh, she's, uh, and that that was part of my conversation with Bill Zito. And so and she's really good friends with Sarah who helped put all this together. And so Bill was like, what can I do? And I was like, I don't know. I mean... So Sarah had told me that she's a huge Buffalo Bills fan. We won't hold that against her, right? Oh, geez. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> put it here. Show's <laughs> over. Big win yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> the Chiefs. Show's over. Duh, <laughs> Bills. Sorry. You know. Sorry. So Bill, Bill, Bill tells me, well, I'm, I'm buddies with the owner of the Bills. So he's like, yeah. he set up like uh, field passes and all that stuff That's for great. Jackie, and we presented it to her at uh, at the captain's meeting. But also, like when you when Tony mentions like kids, I mean everybody's heart goes out to that. And uh, you know, I was like, from when we got this thing going, I was like, we have a good buddy, a really good fishing buddy, Matt Capiello. Mm-hmm. You know, and his daughter's been fighting cancer, yeah. right? And she's Olivia, she's, right? Yeah, yeah. her name is Olivia her name's too. Olivia too. And uh, yeah. she's been fighting cancer, and I'm like. We got to do something, but you know how it's awkward. Like Matt, Matt right. and Colleen, they don't need money. You know, they got stuff covered, but it's it's the fact that it's not that you want to come across as giving a handout, but it's it's what you want to show respect, and that yeah, you know what they're going through, right? 
On a now listen. Life. Well, I mean, also letting the little girl Olivia like the other thing that's really important for these kids that are battling these diseases, whether it's cancer or anything else, if they know that there's people outside of their family yeah. who are just community people that want to yeah. do something for them, it registers with them. Oh, there's all these people out there who care about me and love me and want to see us do. You know what I mean? Like they thrive off of that too. Listen, there's, a, there's a really cool story with Olivia though. Okay. So I call Matt and I'm like, Hey, Matt. You know, I know, I know Olivia's, and she's been, she's been coming to the store since we opened. We have mm -hmm. pictures of her with Roxy. Roxy happened oh, to wow, die yeah. from cancer. Yeah, right. So our boxer died from cancer. Um, so when she was a little kid, you know, we have pictures of her in the store. So Matt says we were just out, you know, looking at bicycles because you know she's at an age where all the kids are riding bicycles and she can't ride a bike. You know, she's got cancer in her knee and all this stuff. So I was like let us buy the bike let us get the bike for her and uh give it to her at the captain's meeting and uh so that's uh that's where it ended up and now she's got a brand new bike with you know it's got training wheels and she can ride her bike and it's so amazing and it's it's something that we could all do you know a small token for a really good friend of ours in the community to let them know how we can give back to our local community and just let them know that we're here for you yeah you know, not that. I think that's an important thing. I mean, the, you mentioned like, you, the support is yeah, more important yeah, people want, than yeah, anything. The support you know? goes a long way. Dude, when something happens to your kid, Just man, that's that a rough thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, oh, I not not that I have a child that has yeah. this cancer. My son was born two months early. We weren't sure he was going to make it. Yeah, absolutely. To spend 37 days in the NICU, and I know what that felt like, right? When you're like 37 days in the NICU, my son was born, he was like two and a half pounds. Right, oh you don't know if he's gonna make it, and you just feel like there's this, there's this feeling that I can't explain. It's almost like you're you're grasping air, and there's nothing there. Like every time you just try to pull, so that support, you know what I mean? When especially for yeah. a parent, when when it's your kid, I mean, you feel so freaking helpless, man. Right, you know, well, it's a very right. very yeah. hard thing. And very then, hard thing. And yeah, it's okay. very hard. And then the other thing is, if you have a friend who's a really close friend, like Trey's, you know. Any of us, if you have people that you know, you want to do like you feel hopeless, like yeah. are helpless, like you want to help your buddy, or your neighbor, or yeah. whoever it is. Hey, you, you want to you want to wave you, that magic wand yeah, and be able to fix it do all. Anything. So by do a lot. That's the other thing is when you do things, little gestures and stuff like that. It also helps us as community members who aren't suffering through the battle to to give us a little bit of a feeling so that we yeah. kind of help. We don't feel so helpless. Like there's nothing we can right. do. Right, and that's exactly. the most frustrating thing is seeing someone struggle, wanting to help them and not knowing what to do or not knowing how to do it. Well, I yes. think Tony, even bigger than that is uh, bringing that awareness that you know somebody else might be struggling. So let's let's get all our yeah get all our people together, and that's right. that's uh, yeah. that's another thing. It's like when I was in banking, like I couldn't just send out an email and then all of a sudden two hundred people show up with stuff to mm -hmm. come help. You know, the, that's with another this reason having the captain's do. meeting at Gallupi's people that weren't even involved in the tournament coming up. What's going on? Oh, they came on? out to and, donate. And they came out, and, oh, yeah. And coming yeah. and donating. Yeah. Amber and I were in Walmart the other day. <laughs> this is a great story. <laughs> preparing for our, we do a thing called Project Christmas. This year we're taking care of 10 families locally, all varying challenges and terrible stories I won't get into here. But we supply a full Christmas this year for 10 families. Brian's involved, Trey's involved. <clears throat> and everything, Christmas tree lights, ornaments, wish lists, presents, $300 public gifts cards, Troy Ganter from 
Big Dog Tackle donates a 250 Papa's Raw Bar. Papa's Raw Bar. Papa's Raw Bar. When I say Big Dog Tackle. He works part-time at Big Dog. We need help. Yeah, he works part-time at Big Dog. Papa's Raw Bar. It's like fresh bait and sushi. Where we have pelagic nights at Papa's. Anyway, he donated $250 um, gift cards to the restaurant. Anyway, we take care of all these families. So the other day, and then myself and Amber and other people, we run around and do all the legwork. So we're at Walmart. And we're buying, we have a shopping cart. We're buying like a crazy number of lights and ornaments and decorations. So people, this one couple was curious. They're like, oh, are you getting ready for the boat parade? Right. And we said, no, actually we do. We just gave them a quick little explanation. We're doing this thing called Project Christmas. But right away, the woman opens up her wallet, says we want to help complete stranger. Oh, that's great. And gives us money. And without ever, you know, not even questioning it. But that's the point, like, too, is like if. That Could gives you, you hope. Earlier, a lot that of people, gives you hope. Somebody yeah, no you doubt. said or some. A lot of people don't help, or they don't right. want to help, and a or lot, they don't know how. A lot. Right. There's a good thing. That's, That's the key, right there. So a lot Amber of people said. don't know how to help. They actually do want to help, but they're one. They don't have the. They're intimidated by it. Sometimes they're they're afraid or whatever the case may be. So if you give people. A lot of times, if you give people an opportunity to help and like lead them to that position, yep. they're going to. They're going they to do permission. it. It's like a snowball effect. So people effect. just need it's permission. Contagious. It's contagious. Well, that's that's the way I see the tournaments. Is it's a vehicle for somebody to just get on and help. Right. Absolutely. You don't have to and, do and anything. That's right. And that's it. So we're that's talking a great about. Thing we're about talking about starting at the core. It's fishing, but it branches out to so many other. Uh, uh, I mean, other look, directions we're going to solve right? the whole cancer and. Right, health problem. You don't have we're to. We're done. It's, don't all, ha- it's all. Solved. Unless we understand <laughs> it, we don't. You don't have to come with us to the hospitals or to the to see the kids that are dying and all that stuff. You don't need to do that. That's fine. We get it. There's special people that we can handle that stuff. Other people just can't. But if you fish our tournament, the battle for cancer, right? Enter the tournament, get in a couple of Calcuttas, participate, buy a few raffle tickets. So that's all. That's all you need to do. Where can they go to do that? And you're helping us. Where can they go to do that? What's the What's the best way to get involved with the tournament? What's well, the, this past time, I mean, it was easy for on my side to promote it by you know putting out racingforcancer.org okay. or .com goes to the same spot. But through Big, Big Dog, Dog? Ta- Big Dog Tackle puts it on right, okay. so everything is registered through that through Fishing Chaos app and all that, right? So. And there's a link I, I, to that on your site, right? I, on Racing for Cancer, yes. Yeah. On racingforcancer.org or .com goes to the same mm-hmm. place, but. For Big Dog Tackle, you can go there as well, and then your portal goes right on to your the site, fishing right? tournament side, which we don't have yeah. the battle for cancer up yet for 24, obviously, so, right? So we have a separate website where you can go see all the past year's tournaments, Okay, and it's called BigDogTournaments.com, mm-hmm. and you can actually go see the pictures, see what happens, see what we do, and then also BigDogTackle.com has a link to that, and then Fishing Chaos is where you actually register for the t- tournament. Okay. And that has a link back to Big Dog Tournaments as well. So okay. BigDogTournaments.com is where you see all the pictures of the captain's meeting, the awards, the weigh-in, all that stuff. That's where you go see all the cool stuff, and you can see what it's all about. And okay. we'll say right now, and I'm going to put these guys on the spot, by the, by the end of the second – by the end of the second – by January 21st – I'm going to even put a date. By January 21st, we will have registration – Everything open for 2024 Battle for Cancer, Racing for Cancer uh, tournament. 
that long? Let's do it. That long? <laughs> long. Isn't that like two I'm, weeks? I, I think it depends half, on Ryan's schedule. I'm giving, yeah. you a win- I'm giving you a window. Yeah, like, it's my cat's birthday that time. <laughs> it launches on Super Bowl Sunday. No. So by the way, the by the way, the the, the cool, really the cool part birthday. about this, the really cool part about this fishing tournament is the early entries only hundred and fifty dollars. That's awesome. So the worst case is you're going to donate hundred and fifty dollars to the tournament. Yeah, That's right. the worst case. Even if the weather's bad, you can't fish it. Can't beat that. If if you have a boat. You can afford 150 bucks, so right. you know it's even easy. if you want to back out, then you just uh, right you contributed to the fight against cancer. Exactly, win win. Exactly, so nice. it's it's very easy. It's very right, easy. Cool. And the cherry on top is it goes directly to the families. You can be confident that racing for cancer goes to the families. Right. Absolutely, that's awesome. No doubt about it. All right, we we are going to wrap this up, and All I right. want to thank everybody in this room. This was our party podcast, right? We call this a party Woo! podcast. A lot of people party podcast. Yeah, we call it a party podcast. Yep, absolutely, we're all drinking. Deep. We're all Real drinking deep rum. And serious. Yeah, we did, did right? <laughs> Just hey, quick, quick <laughs> reminder. Lord, where are we quick all drinking reminder, rum? Everybody out there listening, you can still go to Papa's Raw Bar, mm-hmm. Big Dog Tackle, Boathouse Nine Five Four, and we all we have a toy drive going at all those locations. Bring a new unwrapped toy for a deserving young boy or girl. We'd really appreciate that as well. Awesome. Yeah, and that that was a great throwdown. Actually, those mm-hmm. uh, yeah, every every company just listed was a big part of this this tournament. So um, I haven't mentioned during this uh, recording that you know Boathouse Nine Five Four, Brian, thank you so much, Pelagic. You guys have been awesome to work with and uh, brought a lot of legitimacy to what we were doing. So we really appreciate it. We look forward to working with you in the future, and you know doing these Papa Rob our nights as well, like we just did that one time uh, recently was was. Super enjoyable. Kids loved it and uh, raised way more again than I thought was possible on a yeah. casual Friday night at uh, at the Robert. I don't, I don't even know. Don't ever underestimate so the power of the Julian. I, I hate over to there. keep things going, but that was so we did a Pelagic Nights at Papa's, which for anyone that doesn't know, it's a once a, once a month on a Friday. We do a local charity fundraiser raffle. It's a great time. You got to come out and see what we got going on. And they, ra- you got the opportunity to round up your tab. So if it's twenty five dollars and twenty five cents, you can round up seventy five cents. Yeah, right. And on Troy the donates all that money for the month. Yeah, to the charity. It's, right. I mean, he's very generous. So we're gonna. Yeah, so we great. did it just a couple weeks ago. We're gonna do. We're gonna do racing for cancer is already on the. We're gonna put them on the list again for twenty twenty four. So cool. Stay tuned Thank to you. that. And it's and only one, gonna grow. I'm so excited to see how far we can get this. And so one awesome. of the things I'm gonna Thank do you. right now, they, you might cut it out, but I'm gonna embarrass <laughs> Ryan a little bit. So one of the coolest, I've you know me, Dennis, you said it. I've worked in this community and other places in a charitable way for twenty five years. My personal commitment is 25 hours a month to my community volunteer and 10% of my income, no matter what, that's been a standing thing for 20 years. So I work with all kinds of different charities, people, Ryan and his wife and his family are the most real people you would ever imagine. So at Pelagic nights at Papa's, they had a very, very long day that day. They had no reason to even come to that event considering what was going on, but they insisted that they come and their children who are very young, are obviously raised to, to say, all right, this is what we have to do. This is mm-hmm. our responsibility to go there and help our with this foundation. Both of his, two of his sons are going around selling raffle tickets to people, like they're participating in the and thing. Did a phenomenal job. 
So just it. incredible and how their kids are raised and how that they show up. Ryan, look, he's here tonight. He's at the captain's meeting. He's at the weigh and he shows up for his. He fished the tournament. He fished the tournament. He fished the tournament. That's right. He fished the tournament. He won twenty five hundred plus dollars. So this guy donated the money back. This guy and his family are are hands on. They roll up their sleeves. They get in it. And then the coolest thing that I was touched. It really, literally, made me shed a little tear of happiness at the. At the awards ceremony at Gallupi's, we had no idea. Amber and I get ready to leave, and Ryan and his wife are like, oh, on the microphone, hold on, wait a minute. Every person, Amber, myself, tra- everybody who had done any type of volunteer work to help their charity. Totally unexpected. Totally unexpected. Totally. They had a little bag, and he, uh, Ryan has a, a wine a wine company called Shift. Shift. Yeah, it, it, it was a yeah. It's a wine company that we've done a lot of work with. It's Shift, not mine. Shift, be, well, she does work with yeah, Shift. A yeah. cool, cool bottle with a shifter. A whole, I mean, really sweet. cool piece. Yeah, he had sweet. he pretty autographed sweet. a bottle of that wine. Along I don't ever with, want to open it. I, I've got it sitting on the counter. Just as a house right there, displayed right now. Just as a thank you. Thank literally you. Literally called that. every one of us up individually to say thank you for your efforts. And here's a little. And I've never had that happen before. All of it is teamwork, though. It takes a group. I mean, we, I just, we can't do it. I can't lie. Today, it's just I, an awesome I, I walked by it and I grabbed the knob. And I went, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just that's all right. The other thing Listen. is, you know, you got to give credit when people give are me bumps. involved. Give me bumps. That's We've done good work here today. We're air bumps. Ryan, I also air bumps. Air bumps. air bumps. I also just wanted to say, you and your family are incredible inspiring and thank I, you so I, much i just love seeing what you're doing i so. appreciate it so much thank you it's and because I'll, of great people like you folks that make it all possible yeah for sure <laughs> thanks to uncle tom for buying all those <laughs> raffle tickets uncle tom, yeah, thanks, tom. <laughs> yeah that's my partner in the charity tom vossman he did a lot of work as well so um, uh, yeah he bought a whole guy. lot of raffle tickets and they're all nice. there yep. sarah tom they're all at everything they're just yep. a, like really an unbelievable organization racing for cancer that's awesome listen everybody listening and watching this get involved okay get involved this is a good group of people they're all doing the right thing they all got their heads in the right places and i don't know what's going on over there at the bar but they're getting they're definitely <laughs> getting involved <laughs> i'm sorry i was feeling that's okay it's not me hey listen i don't judge i don't judge it's cool hey to each his own man all right i got busted all right listen do your ending battle for cancer racing for cancer all right support it Okay. You guys thank are you great so people. Thanks, Dennis. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And yeah. Uh, thank you so much for I'm very us. happy to have met you, you tonight. Thank you. This is Myself great. as well. This, this it's is an honor. Great. Thank so, you. So, um, your ego is not your amigo. Always do your best. And at the end of the day, just let God do the rest. And do not ever forget that no matter where we are, we no are matter connected. what we're doing, we're all connected, connected by, by water. water. Thank you very much. Yee-hoo. We are connected.